Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. Do you feel like your emotions are hijacking your life and you feel out of control? Are there times when you do something that you don't even know why you did it in the first place? I so often see that we ignore emotions inside of the church. We ignore them either because we don't understand, because of pride, or sometimes even a theological belief that it has to do with psychology and we shouldn't even go there because that's not in the Bible. If we don't understand God's true intent for our emotions, we will limit what he can do and not access all of the kingdom. As Christians, we need to understand the power of our soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions. The revelation, prayer, and tools given in this episode will truly set you free from things that you didn't even know that you needed to be set free from. Not all of us have experienced extreme trauma or abuse, but every single one of us have unprocessed emotions that came from somewhere. The last couple of weeks on this podcast, I've had some incredible guests. Caitlin, who talked about the spirit of criticism, Marcy, who talked about the spirit of fear, and Pastor Tim Ross, who is leading and modeling how we can do this vulnerability and processing our emotions well. Make sure to go back and listen to these episodes and also give this podcast a review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. I also recently published a book called The Brave Encourager, which talks about the power of pulling the gold out of ourselves and others and how we can do this well. You can purchase this book on Amazon. Make sure to click on the link in the show notes. And thank you to those who have supported me in the efforts of the book and have written a review on Amazon as well. I have a friend named Tina who preached on the very topic of encouragement and used my book as a reference. Great job, Tina. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we welcome you right now. Be with the listeners wherever they are at. Guide them to just let go of everything that they're focused on, all the worries, all the stress. I pray that they can just give them to you, put them at the foot of the cross. Let it all go so that they can be here in this place, right here with you. I pray that you take it away, take away the stress, take away the pain, the anxiety, whatever it is that they're dealing with, Lord, and that you can make that exchange and take that from them and give them your peace, your joy, your love. I pray that you prepare them to be able to get exactly what it is that they need that to get in this episode right now. And I pray that you guide me, Lord, to speak exactly what the listeners need. Anything that is not useful or helpful, that they can let it go. And that you give them exactly what they need in the time that they need it. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. So I want to talk about the power of our emotions and what they truly do. I'm going to go around and different revelations around this topic and the things that come from it. And at the end of the show, I'm going to give some tips, kind of what can we do in our daily life for being able to process our emotions. The last couple 
weeks on the podcast, having guests that talk about the spirit of criticism and then the spirit of fear. If I was talking to somebody who was not a Christian, who didn't even practice any sort of spirituality, I wouldn't even say spirit of, I would just simply say the emotion of fear is hijacking their life and not allowing them to function. Some people can get kind of weirded out when we talk like that. If we say spirit of fear or whatever the spirit is that's taking over. But the reality is that you literally can get delivered or get free from that negativity, whatever you want to call it, by processing your emotions. And what this can do is allow you to gain control over the negative thoughts and it can shift you to the truth of who you are instead. See, what we do is we often say that something is truth, like we'd say that we're worthless or we're a failure or we're whatever negative thought that we have. And I think so often we don't even understand or recognize that these are even lies in the first place. It's why I truly loved having Pastor Tim Ross on, where he talked about Genesis 3 and that God literally is our therapist. And the very first question that God asked Adam was a question about self-awareness. The more self-aware we are, the more like Jesus we can become. But if we're walking around believing lies that I am not worthy, I am not capable, I am ugly, and we don't even know it, how can we even get healed from something we don't even know that we're broken from? So it's like this repressed lie that stays stuck inside of us. All right, so I got to be honest here. When I first went to school to be a therapist, I really thought that I was super healthy and I didn't have any issues. I believed that I was different from all the other people who went to be a therapist because of trauma history or history that they had or why they're going to be a therapist in the first place. I was probably going to school to be a therapist because I felt led by God and because I'm just simply a curious person. I love to see people gain hope and grow and improve in their life all really good stuff, really. And I was a fine and okay therapist, very intense, very passionate about my clients. I hold a lot of hope, even when my clients don't have it. But what I lacked was the humility that the cross brings. The whole reason that we need a savior. See, I didn't think that I have much wrong with me and that I truly was better than some people. A year ago, I would have cringed saying that out loud, but I've repented enough and I have such revelation from God about who I truly am that I'm not ashamed to share it now with you. I know some of you have thought the same. Who have you thought as better than you? Honestly, maybe you know, and you're very self-aware of like a depression that shows up, but you think that you're better than other people because of maybe the color of your skin or because of your economic status, or because of where you live in the world, or the letters behind your name. Or maybe it is your trauma history, and you wear it like a badge all over the place. Honestly, if you've overcome something, it totally is something to be proud of that you have conquered it. But you don't want to keep wearing it as an idol. We want to move into the throne room of God and operate from there, so many of us use what has hurt us and it becomes an idol. Like I've overcome something tragic and it's all I ever think about or all I ever talk about. My testimony becomes my life. It becomes my story. If you are still doing that right now, I want to tell you that it's okay 
but that means there's still more to process and heal. Okay. Cause once we overcome something and the cross has affirmed the healing and God's peace has truly transformed us. We then can operate from this place of peace and the testimony is shared as a release for someone else. It's not to wear as a badge of honor. It's to be used for God's glory that we need to keep doing, but we allow the Holy Spirit to lead and it doesn't come from a place of woundedness. When you're alone and you're by yourself, do you constantly think about your pain and how you've overcome it or how you're still offended by what that person did? If so, that's okay, but it just means that there's something there that needs to be processed. When I saw people with powerful testimonies and I was diving in and reading the Bible and actually enjoying it because the Holy Spirit was lighting it up for me, I realized I do actually have many things to work on. I was not perfect. But as I would then start to work on things, I would see it as a finish line. Like I've accomplished something and I've arrived there. I got a sozo healing session. I got a prayer session. I did therapy. Yay. Good job, Heidi. I'm all right. Healthy. Transformed. Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the powers of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So yay, I'm doing this. I remember one time I had an encounter after a ministry class at BSSM, Bethel Supernatural School of Ministry, first year. I was crying for over an hour straight. Some of you might be thinking, well, that sounds scary. Well, I loved it because God was doing something and showing me his heart. I literally felt like Papa God was delivering me from the spirit of pride. And he brought me to his heart that he just loves me as his little girl. It truly was amazing. I saw myself being loved by Father God. I saw myself at a zoo. I know this sounds kind of silly to some of you, but I was at a zoo and I felt like the Lord was saying to me, I have time for you. And it was like Father God took me through the zoo and was taking time showing me all the animals and taking time allowing me to be excited about them. It was like this wonderful, good father. And then it just went through all of these memories of times where I didn't feel that people had time for me and how I didn't have time for other people. So it was amazing. Afterwards, I went and talked to my husband and people at my company. I was sharing my heart. I apologized and I took accountability for my choices where I hadn't given other people time. But here's what happened soon afterwards. I'm like, yep, I'm good. I don't have anything else to work on. There's nothing else wrong. I'm good. And so technically that's still pride. Goodness, Heidi. All right. I need to be compassionate towards myself. I love me. Yay, Heidi. (laughs) Yes, I have compassion. But as I realized that I wasn't all put together, I still needed healing with my heart. The more I've learned this, the more I've realized that I will actually never be completely healed. When I repent and I align myself with the cross, I'm now right where God is. And I am righteous because of him. However, my soul will never 100% be there. But here's how we can get close to that 100%. Knowing and being aware that we need Jesus and that we need to surrender to him. Knowing that we are not in control And that we don't know what we do. The wisdom we get comes from God. It comes from the fear of the Lord, not from people, and access to him. 
Pride is that we are in control and in charge of our healing and our mental health and our emotions. First Corinthians 13, four says that love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy and it does not boast and it is not proud. Okay. This is where it can get tough for our little, little brains to understand. This is where some people will say, bye, bye, Bible. I can't follow you. I can't handle this not understanding in my brain. It was written by men 2000 years ago. It's not relevant anymore. Well, if you really want to understand, keep seeking and finding. The word of God was inspired by God and reaffirmed over and over and over again and is the most popular book of all history. And as the writing of recording of this podcast, this is where I'm at right now. Guess what I'm doing right now? I'm seeking and I'm finding. Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. So even as I speak to you on this podcast, I know and I have the revelation now that I am weak and I need Jesus. Yes, I'm a therapist. I've gone to school to be a counselor. I have a marriage and family therapy license. I have wisdom and all these great things to teach. But I'm only able to do this by God's grace. I'm the vessel for him. Galatians 2.20 says, I've been co-crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. He gives me the ability to do what I'm doing. I'm still flesh. I might still get some things wrong. And I'm okay with that. Romans 8, 6 through 8 says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in flesh cannot please God. So I'm presenting this podcast to you humbly as a therapist in a podcast. I might even say, I don't even really know what I'm doing. But guess who does? Jesus. And I surrender all to him. I surrender all to him as best as I can to you in this moment right now. So you can experience mental health freedom, wisdom, and revelation for you right now. I've become that vessel for him, for you. So you can get what you need from God right now, and then you can then go be a vessel for others. If you listen to the same exact podcast one month from now, you will hear different things. Not because you didn't listen the first time, but because you need different things and your spirit gets different information at different times because the Lord knows you and loves you. Things are literally better than what you think. You are doing better than you think you are. You are more loved than you feel you are. As you step in, yield to the spirit, let go of your flesh. You can allow your brain to shut off the analyzing, shut off the lies, all the things that the world throws in, and you can start to think maybe, just maybe the kingdom has come. God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's exactly what it says in the Lord's Prayer. In fact, I'm going to actually read the Lord's Prayer right now and allow the Holy Spirit to do surgery on all of us right now. So Holy Spirit, breathe life as I speak this. I'm going to read Matthew 6, 9 through 13 in the King James Version. 
It's also located in Luke 11, 2 through 4. In this place, I believe that Jesus is talking about integrity. Because at the beginning, in, in Matthew 6, 6, Jesus says, but when you pray, go into your room. When you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So all this healing and seeking that we do is not for our own outward glory or success. It's for this intimate connection with our Heavenly Father. Good news is that if you didn't have a good upbringing, you have a Heavenly Father who is more real than your earthly father. I love my earthly father and I honor him. But Papa God is where I get my identity, not my earthly father. For some people, this could be offensive, but I'm going to say it's because you haven't had the revelation yet of your heavenly father. Our heavenly father loves our earthly fathers very much, even if they cause pain to us. So you see, as we move and allow ourselves to go deep and process our feelings, process our emotions, he moves us from glory to glory. So as we move in Matthew 6, Jesus then teaches us the Lord's Prayer, which I will read. In Luke 11, when he does the same thing, the disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. Jesus says, your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. So in this manner, therefore, pray. So Holy Spirit, breathe life on all of us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. Some say debt, as we forget our debtors or our trespassers as they trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. As I was preparing this message and I'm asking myself, why am I reading the Lord's Prayer? I realized that the Holy Spirit was leading me to do this. I go back to why I even started the podcast in the first place, and it's because the power of our emotions and how we can get caught up with fear, criticism, and lies of the enemy and not even know it. We get clogged up and out comes all sorts of shrapnel from our emotions that are unprocessed. Mental health is the first conversation in the Bible. I've been speaking to you and saying that the Lord knows what you need and gives you what you need when you need it. That things are better than you think, better than it seems, and you are loved more than how you feel. So what God is doing is leading me to the Lord's Prayer for you to make the exchange to gain more of his peace and to move from glory to glory. In the book, Breaking Emotional Barriers to Healing by Craig A. Miller, he writes on page 14 that your body has great capacity to resist illness, especially when you care for yourself and do things like releasing emotions routinely in order to balance your mind and regulate the body stress level. Even scripture lets you know that when you confess or let go of your thoughts to one another, you may be healed. However, when you hold in your intense emotions that result from accumulated hurt or trauma, your mind and body become stressed and out of balance. When your body is functioning in a weakened state, you are more susceptible to illness and disease. This is especially with suppressed emotions. He goes on to say that research details the influence of stress and the importance of expressing emotions to assist in healing and healthy living. 
is that up to 98% of mental, physical, and behavioral illness comes from our thought life, 98%. He says that stress is a factor in 75% of all illnesses and diseases, that 88 of all the cancers are due to lifestyle, not genetics, and 75 to 90% of all visits to the primary care doctor are due to stress-related problems. So we, when we get into the habit of regularly processing and feeling our emotions with the Lord, our body will be more at peace and healthy. Our emotions will be more joyful. More of the fruit of the spirit will grow in our life, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Galatians 5, 22 through 23. So it's this flow. It's a flow in our life that you want to move in the Holy Spirit's way. Okay, the, he is the way, the truth, and the life. In this episode, in revelation of how you move from glory to glory, and that's literally what's happening to you right now, even in the midst of difficulties and struggles, whatever circumstances you're dealing with and your emotions. So here would be kind of some of my final tips that I would say for this episode and being able to really process our emotions and gain more of heaven even when we don't even know what's going on with us. So number one is to be real with God. I've talked about this before, but I'm going to repeat it because it's so important. Vent, get your emotions out. Even if you don't know what's going on, just vent with exactly where you're at. Because in that moment, the Lord is with you and he sees you. He's not judging the mess. Get it out and be honest with him. Number two is to make the exchange. My example in this episode where the Lord led me to was speaking the Lord's prayer. In this exchange, what you're doing is you're surrendering yourself, your life, your finances, your spouse, your children, your emotions, everything. And so then what you do is you repent, you forgive others, and you identify God's will and not yours. So you can read the Lord's prayer, but you can also just visually see everything in your life going to the cross and then make the exchange by seeing Jesus dying on the cross and all of those things dying. You are now seated in heavenly places as is he. So it's that exchange of I repent, I give you my stuff, the cross takes it, the blood of Jesus covers it, and now I'm in my rightful place with him in the throne room. And then number three is now that you're in this place, you declare God's truth over your life. The episode last Monday with Marcy, she talked about that, that she was doing declarations before she even knew it was a thing. So she would say, I am free. I am healed. I am at peace. Whatever it is for you and where you're at, you need to declare it. Praise God for what he is doing. Celebrate even in the little changes and little growths. Number four, identify the difference between judgments and truth. So if you're still stuck, sometimes... You could have a truth that's being stuck as a lie. So for example, truth is I got a D on my test. Judgment is I'm stupid. So the lie is I am stupid. You need to break the lie that I'm stupid and declare the truth that the truth is I didn't like the score that I got. Okay. You might not go as far as to say I'm really smart because maybe this topic is kind of difficult. And so I'm not wanting to skirt around the truth, but it's a lie to say that you're stupid because you're not. Okay. You just maybe didn't study Maybe this topic is something that is challenging and that's okay. So being able to identify what those lies are. Number five, if you're still stuck, don't hide and pretend that you are not stuck. 
it is okay to not be okay. But then don't stay stuck in your, I know I'm not okay and I'm stuck. Go and talk to someone because other people can give you revelation that you aren't seeing and they can see the lie that you're believing that you're just not seeing. And that's okay. Goodness, we have so many Christians who say they're fine and they're not. And we'll even say, yep, I talked to somebody or I got prayer, but we're not being real because we're still struggling. So there's still something there. There's no shame in that. What you're doing is you're only hiding from the truth of what God wants. Okay. And then the last one is repeat, start over from the beginning, be real with God, get back at the first one that I started with. And then what I want you to do is make this a habit every single day, get used to it and make it be a part of your life. And as you do this, notice what changes, track some of the bad habits that you have and see how they change, see how they decrease. Let's say that you're trying to eat healthier, be patient with your kids, or beat an addiction. Even with mental health symptoms, you can track how you feel and what changes. So if you're struggling with depression, you can identify how much of the day depression took over. Sometimes in my client charts, I'll use percentages or I'll use days. So like example, depression is impacting 60% of my day. I'm at peace 40% of the time. Or I had five out of seven good days. And then as you bring the Lord into your emotions and you notice how the joy increases, you can track that and then thank God. Praise him for what he's doing. Meditate on the growth and change and stay on the course. Repeat back, go back to being real with him. I was awakened to that I not only was not perfect, but that I needed God. And that even though we could argue theology and where psychology is and what's okay and what's not, when we go back to the word of God, Jesus feels, and he talked about our soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions, which has to do with emotions. We need this daily exchange so that we can get more of Jesus and less of ourselves. So we have more fruit in our life and we can be there for other people. So Holy Spirit, we thank you for this episode. We thank you for the revelation and the wisdom that you've given us, that you've given the listeners. I pray that whatever they needed, they were able to get and more. I thank you that for some of the listeners, they have already experienced freedom that they didn't even know that they needed. We thank you for that, God, but I pray for more, more freedom, more healing. Awaken their emotions to give them the permission to feel Jesus was a feeler. We can be too. I pray for you to cherish the growth and the little changes that God is doing in your life. I pray for you to feel your feelings, to vent with God, be real with God. And I pray that as you vent and you are real, more revelation and wisdom comes out. Jesus says that my sheep hear my voice. So I pray for the power of God's voice to be in your life louder than the world's voice. I pray for heavenly bumper lanes in your mind and your heart and your home. Every good, perfect gift is from above and that what you are experiencing right now is goodness of God in your life. All of the dead branches that you have, you're grateful that God is showing them to you and revealing them and he's taking them away. Thank you, God, for pruning us and healing our hearts. Thank you for healing our marriages. Teach us to parent like you and be patient 
but also keep our kids accountable. Give us dreams, give us passions. We thank you, God, that we don't know what we're doing, but you do. Fill us up to overflowing. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.